0: Like this, check, check, ball sack, shit burger. You yeah, say something.
1: Rock around the rim job, one, two.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Take 92 podcast. My name is Sammy Warmhands. I am your host. And this is our 50th show. I wanted to do a little something special since I've been away. I dropped a new album, Figures of Speech. I brought out my friend, Ogar Burl, and we're gonna provide some commentary over the record as we listen to it today. Uh, note I wanna make is that we accidentally reversed Hearts of Kyber and Buckshot on the playlist. But, uh, this is the record, the double album, Figures of Speech. I haven't done one of these in a while. Can I just start with that? Yeah, has it been a minute? It's been a fucking while. I've been doing little runs, and then I was like, I know what I'm going to do for the 50th episode. So I'm going to stop and, like, get it, right? And it was either going to be one of two things. It was going to be this with you, and if not this, it was going to be... I was finally going to get Gabe on here and get Webb the free-range human in the house. But he also lives far away and cannot get here, so I would have had to come to him.
1: We don't see each other anymore either, so... (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't like you. You moved away. Um, well, that was I tried, but fucking,
1: I can't get far enough away, apparently. Actually,
0: uh, it was cool. D- did a little show at the Paris Theater on the, the Ravenous tour that I did with Carnage. Got to have you up for a song that almost almost didn't feature you because of the sound guy, but five <laughs> seconds before you started, he <laughs> you turned your mic on. Oh, so, oh right, yeah, yeah. That worked out, but yeah. <laughs> Alright, so um the reason I've got Ogar Burl here is because while I was making this record I thought that this was gonna be my best shit. And originally I was just gonna keep writing until I felt like, you know, I could trim the fat and just make the best, like, you know, full length, like sixteen, seventeen, just like a lot of a lot of songs. It was really, really strong. And I felt like this sounds stupid, but I felt like I had 24 keepers. And I felt like that couldn't be. And I spent a lot of time arranging them, and I came up with a good 12 and a good 12. And I sent that. Uh, these are demo recordings. Uh, you know, uh, As I'm writing them, I'm recording them. And I sent these to Brady at Crush Kill Recordings. You know, he'll put out my shit without even listening to it first. But I, I told him, I, I really want you to hear this Digest it, give me any feedback before I record the final takes. And he's going to give me objective feedback as a listener. I knew if I sent it to you yeah. that we've worked together a lot. I've known you a very long time. I thought, at everybody that I know and have worked with, that you would be the optimal person
1: to listen and give me an honest critique. Oh yeah, because if it's not good, I'm willing to take a giant dump all over your record. (laughs) Exactly! (laughs) And that is
0: why you're here now, because you listened to the fuck out of it way, way more than I asked you to. Yeah, too much, huh? Um, The demo versions, anyway. (laughs) I, I appreciated your input, and I felt like when I wanted to do this episode, there's nobody else who is as familiar with the record as you are. So on that note, I'm going to start this shit off, and we're going to talk right over the top of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of nice for me, because I did, like you said, I listened to it a lot, song by song, when you were doing demos. But now it's been a minute, and I barely, honestly, listened to The Masters when you sent it to me a while ago. Did I give you the CD at the show? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I have have that too, but, you know, I've... I listened to most of it since then probably all of it but it's a little more fresh now so it's good (laughs) yeah I like how it comes in though yeah it's a good vibe started slow what's coming
0: it's a very I mean this was an early song and I wanted I had the idea very early that this was gonna be the first song like once I got Carnage and Superstition on it I was like dude this is such a banger like and it's also, it feels like a warm-up. It's not really in your face. It's not, you know, a million miles a minute. To me, the good. vibe
1: is like the, the first song of a set, kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah and In actually chorus, this, of course. this was my opening on my last two tours yeah um
0: so hands up. yeah the chorus is exciting to me because whenever i do it live i just go hands up, hands up. the prerequisite like i i can't say both lines and echo myself hands up. Yeah. hands up you know and so um when we did the ravenous tour and i got to do it a couple times with terrell that was much nicer to be able to actually do the proper hook oh, yeah. Um, and there he is I want to shout out Durazo who I had just finished producing a record called Polarities with Cerebral Cortex and all of the beats were by Durazo and he had given me one that's for a Cubicle and I bought this one for him I actually paid him for two more uh, after Cubicle and he sent me this one and then he retired from music again and never sent me <laughs> the other beat <laughs> and i hassled him for like six months or something and this is kind of the part of the reason i started making my own beats and shit because i was like waiting so long and so i i had wanted him to do the whole record originally um and i'm glad that
1: i didn't go that deep It's good though you get the elusive beats it's you got some, yeah. some mystique to your shit <laughs> yeah i think it's got a consistency
0: but there is a good amount of contributors to it
1: okay. My
2: apologies.
0: My pull your pull your mic, angle it a little bit in, in towards you. Yeah,
1: yeah, Word. yeah. Sweet. Superstition kills it on this one too.
0: Yeah, I was. Um,
1: Club <laughs> Club lane lane three. See, it's gonna be easy to fall into that. <laughs> yeah, just let's just rap along to all the verses. Yeah, I don't think so.
0: Superstition was actually really nice because we met when he toured with Blueprint a few years back. God, it's been like. Three years, I think, because uh, I remember, vacant eyes came out later that year, and I posted about the album release, and he's like, "Yo, I thought we were gonna do a song. What's up?" Because you know, we we kind of hit it off, and
1: I was like, "Yes, but I gotta find the right thing." He just didn't know that you know you make seven albums a year or whatever. <laughs> well, it did take a long time, um, and but I
0: felt like that was gonna be the track, like that was the right song, yeah, yeah. and uh, I hit him up with it and. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'm interested. I'm like, cool, it's going to be uh, You, Me, and Carnage. And he's like, oh, shit. Like, I got to I gotta go in. He's like, I, he's like, I don't really do features anymore. He's like, but I want to work with you guys. Like, that sounds good. And then I felt like the next song, um, because it had such a diverse mixture of tracks, that I needed to go with something kind of abrasive and a lot different. And nasty is definitely one of the the nastiest
1: ones yeah with the vocal distortion yeah I like the peppered in distortion throughout the album
0: yeah I didn't overdo it like I had on certain illusionist records in the past um, yeah I can get to be a lot <laughs> and I, yeah and I, I think it works well with my my new delivery you know I'd listen to my old records when I was driving up to your place actually uh, you and Kelly Ray's place I was listening to my stuff driving up there one time when I started working on this record, and you know there was stuff that I'm, you know you you hear the things you sh- you would like to do better now. when you, when you play your old shit. Yeah. And I was, but I was I was kind of going like, okay, what do I what do I want to keep doing? What do I not do? And um, I remember when the song Famous Last Words came on, I just listened to Bears repeating, and then Famous Last Words came on. And it just had this, like, attitude to it, you know? And uh, I was like, that, that, yeah. And I was just listening to a lot more, like, Tupac and Ice Cube and, like, the shit that really made me want to start rapping in the first place. And I was like, I don't care about this touchy-feely, woe is me, my life is hard shit. Like, I just want
1: to get bars and. Yeah, but then you get to put the woe is me, like this hard shit.
0: Way at the end. Yeah,
1: but it's good. The beginning, yeah. Yeah. And you know how I feel about the way this album starts. It's a two-disc album, but... <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You're like, I haven't put the first five,
1: <laughs> six songs on repeat. I was like, that's fine. That's fine. But that says something for how you start the record. I mean, that's that's that vibe, you know? It's a mix of vibes, too, but it's, you know... I think what's funny about people's feedback, now that it's out,
0: is it's way different than I expected because you and me i think have the exact same taste i'm like a disc one dude like disc one is the shit i was on when i was you know like this this song one motherfucker with the razor tongue the place to run your days are done you know just like a hard shit. that's what i wanted to do
1: and um let's that's like why, I, as far as from what I, you know, I've seen you start this shit, that's how yes. you started and why you do it, and that's exactly. what you try to capture, and what you need to capture, because that's, you're good at that, you're a little punk rock kid, you need to be screaming on stuff sometimes.
0: Well, yeah, or I get bored. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, the, what I was struck by when I was listening to this stuff, was well, the old stuff, I was like, yeah, this is, I mean, I still feel proud of it, I'm glad that it came out, you know, I feel like I could make a good set list when i would tour on it you know because it was a good variety of things but it was like i felt like it was more 80 20 in favor of the like introspective sad songs and 20 percent like real fiery shit like you and me do and i and as much as i love rare form and i put that up in you know my top three rap albums i've made it's still um it wasn't quite grimy, you know? Yeah. It still sounded modern. It was boom bap, but it sounded modern. Yeah, I know, too. And I didn't want that for this one. And I don't want that for your solo record. Word. Um, you know, because this is the shit that we came up loving. This is why we started. It was just...
1: But that's what's up. That's why you make the next one, right? Because you listen yes. to the one before, and then you get ideas. And I mean, you know, yep. I don't even want to talk about our first record, but <laughs> that then, you know, that one comes out. Move on past it, you feel a little, you know, I don't know, not as, not the same as you did when it came out, obviously, and then Rare Form comes out the next shit, and then, yeah, it makes me want to make the next one. Totally. And, uh,
0: you know, you mentioned Break the Bank. You didn't want to say its name. I'm saying its name. Um, I didn't. It, <laughs> that's fine. I'm not, I'm not I'm blacking it. it out of existence. Yeah. It's just...
1: It was like when we were in this day's end, and
0: the guys would get so fucking mad if anybody said something about EPD. They'd get just, like, their skin would crawl. They fucking hated it. And I was like, dude, we made like four albums in high school. Like, that's awesome. Be stoked.
1: Like, it's fine. Yeah, and it became, I mean, it's. You build on where you're at now, and exactly. I don't want to put that. I don't want to put the music on, but I'll say the name of the record. I guess. I think Break the Bank, 'cause I I went back and listened to that one
0: um, a couple months ago, and I I think I texted you. I said I realized what's wrong with this record. I wanted this record to uh, to push you into the studio and like have you lay some shit down. And I feel like the weak spots on the record are just me, for the most part. I think the the you know the art design should have been a flyer, and we should have done something else for that because um, it is it's not a it's a fun record but it's you know it's not a joke
1: and um i feel like i should have just pushed it more as your project um yeah i treated it uh, like i mean i hadn't done anything i hadn't even recorded anything well that one we did one track before that yeah but i did i mean to me it kind of was like a demo album almost because i mean the, the oh, yeah. rate that you push things out and i never well, done no, it before we, and then by the we time we crapped it out yeah there was no well i know but you know I mean, no stakes there was no i Thinking happy to have it. done that because then, like, I'm, then you move on to the next thing, and then that's a building block. Yep.
0: Did you even hear the B Dolan verse before? before I don't. What? I don't think so because I mean I've heard. It was like the last thing we did. You sent this and get the gap were like the last things we did before. I don't think I heard it till, it
1: till till you gave me the CD maybe. Okay. But you sent and me like beard. a clip of it, remember? Because I was like, who that? I couldn't like figure it yeah. out because really. it was a little phone clip. Who like, oh, no, that? I was really happy with this one. I like this verse though. I didn't know he was. Gonna this do song do became. You were saying. I remember when you sent me this song. You're like, it needs something. I don't know what it needs. Somebody somebody's going to come on and like fix yeah. it or something, but you know. I, I wouldn't mean, have thought it was doing, but that shit worked.
0: I spent a good more time, a good bit of time um, mixing it better too, because yeah. my edit was slightly off on the samples. Because if you listen closely, there's one drum break on the left, one drum break on the right, and there's similar patterns with are different drummers from different records. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got a left and, or a, a center snare and kick to kind of tie it together. Um, but yeah, if you listen with headphones, you can hear the subtle differences. And it was kind of like flamming some of the kicks, and they just sounded oh, yeah, really weird. off. And so I brought it. Just a nudge tighter. Um, this was actually a sample I heard at dinner. Or no, we were after dinner. We That's were at Dickie in. Yo's. Yeah. We were at Dickie Yo's at, uh, uh, next door to Dickie Joe's getting some frozen yogurt. And I heard this song come on the background radio. And I was like, oh, what is this? And I start Googling the lyrics to find it. And then I get home and I sample it. And I'm chopping it. And I was like, wait, this is the sample from In the Hood. On the first track of uh, oh, word. Um, Iron Flag, yeah. Wu Tang, and I was like, I, I oh, always loved yeah. the sound of that, and was annoyed at how they used it. Yeah, no offense, I love Wu Tang, but yeah. no, but it was like a, they were using. It's supposed to be like one, two, three, four, dun, 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 but they were yeah. going one, two, three, oh, four, dun, yeah. oh, dun and they were—they moved the pickup note to the one which is creative but I personally didn't like it and they used the fuck out of it too Um, and so once I figured that out I was like okay cool I'm gonna do it different and I like you know live bass and like I have a three tier cowbell that I added in there just barely and like just a little shit you know to kind of make it my thing this is my jam though dude i pete's getting it pete's mad that i haven't put this video out yet because you know i'm trying to stagger him Is it, you got it done though oh yeah a long time ago yeah. like the video that came out this week lesions i finished that in april yeah you know but i the record wasn't coming yet you know and i did this one with him in the summer sometime huh. probably j- july something like that um, but it came out great, I'll show it to you, um, uh, it's really funny, we had, um, this was obviously gonna be a single, cause it's super fun, um, song, and super... Just crazy energy about it, you know. Um, and it's got all the things I like to do, you know. stop the beat and drop in an Adam Sandler sample, you know. You uh, know, a lot of references both to underground rappers and to Star Wars, and to, you know, it's just got all the things for a good like Sammy single, you know. I feel like. Yeah, and, and I don't weird get shit,
1: and it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird in a good. <laughs> but you got it's it's you and Pete being weird, and it's good. Yes, yeah, and uh,
0: he's just a, a, a fucking character, and then and now he's doing his. I had him on my podcast on one of the last episodes, and now he has his own podcast, and uh, and I'm uncomfortable with where it's going. Pete, if you're listening to this, you know I I was trying to set you straight a little bit when you were here, and now it's it's just getting out of control, uh, and I and I hope that. You know, you got to reel it in because if I'm going to drop this song with you, you know, you can't be bringing all these crazy fucking Trump supporters on your show because uh, then I, I, what am I going to do? I'm going to shelve the video if you don't stop. No, I'm kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, he's got a podcast called Conservatish. We talked about it a little bit here. Um, and then this is the jam. Uh, man, my buddy josh he's a dj by the name rock and roll damnation uh you knew him as the singer of my band outreach yep. about 16 years ago something like that <laughs> and uh now he is a, a dj who spins records but does not make music and i hit him up and was like hey i've been making a lot of beats and i feel like i have run out of kind of inspiration i need a little uh, a little charge you know a little something fresh is there is there anything in your collection that you've wanted somebody to sample that you haven't heard and he's like oh dude and he just starts texting me tracks um and he comes over with a stack of records and he wanted me to hear like the drum and bass break on this, and we were just playing the whole song, and I was mm. like, "Oh my god, there's so fucking much here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when the vocal came on this part, I was just—I couldn't believe it. It was like this is exactly the shit I'm on right now. It's, it's Sammy
1: like, though, like <laughs>
0: it is, man. This is the like fucking giant middle finger mohawk fucking rap shit yeah. that I was looking for. Yeah, you know, I was like, this is the next famous last word. This is the next nobody gives a fuck, you know? Um, Pretty much a yeah. This is one of those songs where like, I did the first two verses and I'm... Then I have the little scratch break with the flute. I love the flute. Um, Reminds me of ill communication, like Flute loop, loop or Sure Shot or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had thought of, you know, who I should get to finish the songs. You know, I got 24 bar verses on a lot of this shit, you know. So I'm going on and on and on. I got the, the false chorus right here. Shut the fuck up and give the damn, you know, like the, the fake chorus, no, I'm gonna keep rapping another eight bars, you know, shit like yeah. that. And so I was like, you yeah, know, maybe I get a feature on the end. I was going through my head as to who I was gonna get, and after like a month or so of just brainstorming, I realized like, oh shit. I know how I wanna finish the song, and so then I just ran back out here and fucking wrote another twenty four. <laughs> I had I had arranged like another sixteen and and I was I was riding to a I was like oh fuck i know i gotta loop it out again and uh the song works i think because it's like five and a half minutes long
1: yeah you know how i feel about six minute rap songs with mad choruses in them yeah well i still like this song
0: but part of that's because if you listen to the music it's constantly changing yeah you know like there's there's little breakdowns. There's you know the drum and bass. There's horns, long horns, short. You know
1: I tried to give it some some variety when I started extending the verses. Yeah, it doesn't feel like just repeating. Yeah, for sure. And the false chorus thing is actually kind of cool. Yeah, I mean that's not like my idea or anything, but it's it's uh,
0: you know all these little yeah. like songwriting tricks or things that we've heard over many many years and go oh. I know it would go here, you know. That's just kind of like that's what I hear as a producer when I'm listening to other people's shit or when I have somebody in. Here. It's like, oh yeah, you know, that works. But if you shorten that chorus, then the second chorus, when it's double long, is more impactful. You know, just little shit like that that we've heard other people do. That line was because um i had been out here in the studio just riding bars for an hour and a half on this track and um i, I was getting pretty fucking tired because it was really late mm-hmm. so i said i, uh, I had to hide my prowess throwing a power and a nap i was like no it's gold i'm not going to bed
1: something to be said for delirious writing
0: <laughs> you know it's funny when i do this live i cut off the last hook and um, I just say I'm putting up one finger, yeah. and on the record, I said I'm putting up one finger, like, and it feeds into the chorus, and I think it works. But after I played it a couple times, I was like, I don't, I don't like the like anymore. And so I re-recorded it, and then it wasn't as good, and I went back to the old version. So bad, huh? <laughs> uh. This little shit talk was just from the demo. I I, I kept it because I thought it was funny. The idea of like fuck, all the rappers on stage that are like wearing a costume, you know, <laughs> of their like hat with the flat bill and the sticker on it. You know, they got their backpack, they got their extra tall tee that's, you know, perfectly bleached and folded and whatever, you know, just or like ironed out and whatever. They got their brand new fucking Nike, whatever the fuck's introducing you, know,
1: you.
0: <laughs> exactly, you know, and they'll, but you see them going up and like, man, I don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck yet, you know, just like trying to it's just weird. It's just weird. And uh then you see me roll out of bed and people are like what the fuck is this guy? And then like, dude I look like a, piece
1: of, feel feel like like a, a piece, piece of shit because I feel like a piece of shit dude.
0: Like <laughs> really? There's no psychology behind it. It's pretty cut and dry. Just look. It is what it looks like, you know. And uh, so I thought that was funny to keep.
1: This song uh, was good except the feature. This, the yeah, really phoned it in. Well, I'm surprised you kept the song after you got me on it. <laughs> Shout out to sarcasm though. This shit, this beat is dope. Yeah. Um,
0: He did uh, three beats, I think, on this record. He did this one and Lipstick, the Kicks Off Disc 2. That's a banger. I got a lot of good responses from that one live. And actually, I still have people texting me about that one because it's got a lot of lines. This one I felt really happy with. And then you came on and I was like, Jesus Christ, I got to... I got to like match his energy when I do my
1: final takes because I was real laid back. And yeah, your, your I didn't energy, ch- you changed it when you read the vocals a little bit. Yeah, I didn't want to
0: lose what it had because it's not an aggressive track, but, but we're barring out, you know. Yeah. But then you had this just really... Um, Hungry Vibe I really I was talking to Philly about uh, He was listening through it and like oh man These features you're listing off people I was like yeah but like But the the trick is When I'm getting those people on the record And I have you And Ogar on the record It's showing people That like yeah but my crew (laughs) Is just as good you know as the fucking greats because you don't phone it in Philly doesn't phone it in you know we uh, uh, we've got a lot of talent in our crew and, and you know, I've done some records where it's all, all the features are bigger names. I've done some records like Famous where all the features are local names. You know, this the mix one is I dope. That's wanted to mix That's the hip hop shit,
1: dude. I discovered so many artists just because they were featured on people's albums or just yeah. standing there reading the back of a CD like, oh, wow, who's that? And it's weird for as much of a liner junkie, liner note junkie as I am, I have
0: so many times there will be a track where I have memorized a dude's verse, who's guest on the record <laughs> but i've never heard one of his albums or something yeah like i feel like i have no producer's names i know the drummer i know you know a lot of contributors but for uh, but sometimes that'll go over my head and then years later i'll be wait
2: oh shit
0: yeah. like That's lp <laughs> sounds like this you know <laughs> like, oh Man, <laughs> yeah, he was on Labor Days, wasn't he? Or, You know, something like that. You know, um, where he, I think I had late that, to I'd the had, party.
1: Yeah, I had a similar uh, thing with superstition. Yes, you had him booked him to play. Or I don't remember how we were opening for him or something. We did the two shows uh, I just re- with him in print. Oh, right, right, yeah, Portland print. And, and here. Yeah, yeah, right. And I just, I just remember those seeing, seeing him, and and then not even. I don't even think I recognized his name but I totally knew who he was the whole time because once he did a couple of of tracks that like were on DJ mixtapes or compilations yep. or some shit and then I was like oh my god dude like you're dope and I know that like I knew, I knew that Yep. <laughs> it was that uh the Williams I think is the name of his song
0: oh oh Bills, I know one, yeah. Yeah, the one yeah. about
1: the Bill's so old yep. you call him Williams I can't remember how it goes but. <laughs> yeah I know what you're talking about now oh shit it's this one this record is um,
0: it's interesting because for anybody who doesn't know um, the night before that I left for the world has no idea tour which I guess for anybody who doesn't know um, there was uh, a film made about idea who's uh, my uh, probably number one rapper um, really influential uh, in the scene, and uh, he died in 2010. There's a film about him. Um, I was leaving to go on that tour, um, and uh, found out, um, uh, fucking on Facebook, that my cousin, uh, he, uh, he has a son who was 13 years old named Hayden, and Hayden, and Hayden shot himself, uh, and he died. Um, And so, my family convinced me to go, Um, I'm driving all the way to Phoenix, Arizona from Eugene, it it took two days, and I get there and I had written this first verse of this song um, on the drive, I call it Other Desert Cities because that was the exit that I passed going between California and Arizona oh. yeah it's, it's like I, whenever I he, he hear this song I picture the windmills you know Word. those big electrical mm-hmm. windmills the out there yeah and so that's what I was driving through when I wrote the first verse and um, I performed it that night the first show of the tour reading it off my phone and people in the audience were like crying and cheering and afterward giving me hugs and coming up and talking to me like 20 minutes a piece and shit just telling me their story and you know every night on the tour was that powerful and so when I got home um, sometime later I worked with Danny G to come up with this beat I gave him the sample it's from a 70s singer-songwriter called uh, Nick Drake is his name um, and so I gave him this sample he put together this beat for me we arranged it together and the second verse ended up being about my experience on that tour and how actually cathartic it was to um go out and share that on stage instead of just staying home and being sad with my family um because i got so much healing out of sharing that with people and hearing their stories and and being out there you know you you see your friends in different cities everywhere you go and um so yeah it was just a really nice um uh silver lining on a shitty shitty experience um if anybody saw the lyric video for that song they'll notice that this version is re-recorded just like everything else and there's no longer a fuck in it I didn't feel like it needed the fuck I feel like I was doing it live and that was a better place for me to breathe and the more I did it the more I was like I, I don't think it ever needed that so i just very upset when I wrote it obviously um, yeah <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, the album kind of dips down a little bit for uh, that song and this one, and that's the only point. Um, yeah, the, the segue into this, like, f- coming from other desert cities into The Highest Hurdle is one of my favorite little transitions.
1: Yeah, I like, as far as the flow of the album, it, it's like the dip down and then the comeback, which we'll see yes. next. But, it yeah, I think it works, like, especially album comes in hard it does and you get to breathe for a second right here yeah and the other thing is sequencing
0: being really important to me as a super fan and a listener you know all kinds of music the ends of albums tend to lag you know yeah like they come with the fire and then you're getting the ballad shit by like track 10 and 11 and then maybe you get one more regular song and then it's over or something you know Um, but they tend to wind down at the end I wanted to wind down more so in the middle and then come back Mm. with some bangers because I I could have easily put all of these types of songs on one disc yeah and I thought about it and I'm sure there's a version of that that I made but at the end of the day, I felt like
1: it needed to have an arc on both sides. Yeah, I mean, it's a two-disc thing, right? So there's a lot of songs. Yeah. It's good to have a little roller y thing happening throughout yes. or else it's going to, yeah. Or else you can just. It could drag, dude. I it, mean, one person would, would listen to one disc because
0: it's 100% this sound. One person will listen to the other disc because it's 100% this sound. That's me. I would do that. Yeah. And I I tried and to. And I was
1: skeptical. I told you I was skeptical of you, the two discs, and you had. A, I was too. Few, you gave me a few more songs than are on here. So it's a little. Oh, did I? Only a couple, I think put his trim like the cat one and oh yes but yeah that got replaced with um but yeah with the i think the sequencing uh, the sequencing is well is good job on that shit because there's there there was a way that this could have been arranged that could have been more (laughs) boring yeah yeah. yes thank you and there's there's like a logical you know there's a progression from like super angry and hype to like this vibe a little bit if you were to (laughs) Chronologically, do that. I don't think it'd be as interesting, but I dig. Yeah, I dig what's about to happen, and then, well, the ups and, and the downs, dude. <laughs> and non-ironically,
0: because this song is called the highest hurdle, but the biggest hurdle of the sequencing, the album, was this song. Putting that damn song somewhere. Wildfire. Oh, oh, that one, yeah. Because what the fuck? How do you follow this? There's no possible way to follow the hardest, Did you? longest, most intense topically i mean everything about it is when you
1: wrote this did you think it was going to be on here or was this project the thing then yeah yeah i, yeah, I figured it would yeah. um
0: but this was always the last song. Word. Yeah, that, yeah. It was, I mean, when I toured on it last year, this was my closing. How do you, I, there was no way. It's just way.
1: hard to find somewhere to go from this. Exactly. Yeah. You know,
0: and it's not a political record. And that was part of the reason I felt like the need to keep changing. And keep, like, I was just going to force a million combinations of things to come after this. Mm. To figure it out, because originally Damnation was earlier in the record. It was like, I think it came between like Kyber and Buckshot or something like that. It was early. Which it
1: fits in, yeah. I heard that dirty, version.
0: Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, I really felt like I didn't want that to be
3: strategy.
0: I didn't want to like just rile people up and be all like. I don't know. There's there's Uh, a fun in the anger that I present on the other song.
1: Yeah, word. This song is
0: without a wink.
1: Yeah. You know. And at the end of listening to this whole damn song. (laughs) Yeah. Which I say that because it's fucking thick. Yeah. And dense. And then at the end of that, it's like, well, what do I? Well, what do I do with this? And then, like, then you need some a hammer to hit you in the head, which is probably the song after this.
0: Yeah, and I really, I mean, that was the question. It's like, well, ultimately, people take the hardest song on the record and they follow it with the softest song on the record. Mm. Common formula. Track seven is the hardest shit. (laughs) Track eight is the slow, you know, ballad or whatever. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's a thing um, that usually solves that problem. In this case, I went the opposite way. and was like, well, what's harder than that, though? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And actually, I'm not sure if it is, but it is more... Sonically aggressive. Um, Right, yeah, right. I mean, the energy, it's, it's like, yeah. Yeah this song is still I really feel um, I feel some level of amazement that it exists Um, and uh, I'm really proud of it Um, sometimes I'm
1: surprised this isn't how you sound all the time just pissed off Sam no chorus yeah. For a long time yelling at me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I always wind up having one of these fucking diatribe songs on the record. Yeah, this is your punk rock shit, though, dude. It is, but like. But this song. God, Paparazzi used to be the longest one, and it was like 64 bars or something. This song is double that. Yeah. It's like 128 or some shit. I mean, it's it's stupid. Are there breaks? No. Nothing. No break. Um, the one thing I
1: did on the re-recording... ...is that. Oh, you plugged that in? I filtered. Oh, a, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> <fuck off. laughs>
0: I filtered the parts when I'm quoting someone or using yeah, sarcasm right, yeah. or something like that. Somebody
1: else's voice or like an aside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it it's it a very a long song, yeah, which asks a lot of an attention span. Agreed. So when I was on the road, I would be performing it, and someone would go to the bathroom. And I'm picturing Boise, they would walk out of the bathroom, and I would be saying, like, no free Negro shall come to this state, and they're like, look at me, and I'm like, uh, quote fingers, I'm doing quote fingers, guys, you know, like, um, how do I sell this, you know, and on stage, I figured out the way to do it, but on the record, I was like... If you're just hearing part of this song in passing. You're gonna be like, the, what the fuck is this? You know. And Maybe that's good. Maybe I get
1: him to listen. But like, I'm gonna start quoting wanted, you out of context from yeah, this song. <laughs>
0: I wanted to be very clear. You should make like a, an attack ad, like a campaign like a camp- ad. Yeah. Sammy, Sammy Warmhand says. says. <laughs> His new album says. Um, man, I should do that to myself. Get fucking.
1: Uh, oh, that'd be good, impamy, man. You know, controversy self You think Sandy Worm a dope MC? turns out he's racist as fuck but well, we have something to show you <laughs> choppy chop chop choppy
0: but yeah i'm glad that i did that and actually this take was um i had a little actual listening party i brought my brother travis evil from the illusionist gradient we all hung out and listened to it front to back, and I was like, "I'm gonna send this in tomorrow. It's the final shit, last chance to tell me I fucked up, you know, basically." <laughs> and um, shit,
1: I wasn't there. I would've said it.
0: Oh, I know but then after everyone left that night I reported wildfire like I waited right. until the night before so I they said everything <laughs> if you listen to this track well no because they they, they listened to the demo version yeah you know the the one from the video last year yeah. the, the studio video and it had this scratch added to it but it didn't um, I'm pretty sure my dog just shit because I smell it that's great. That's not great. That's fantastic.
1: Isn't near or around? No, me? no,
0: no. In the in the house. but oh, yeah. Um, it has a particular brand, and um, I'm I'm really, I'm getting a whiff of it here.
1: Um, what I was saying is, <laughs> I think I just traveled the the extra two yeah. feet. Yeah. Over here. Made it to you.
0: Um, boy. Um, okay. Good boy. boy. Well, I, <laughs>
1: good
0: boy I don't remember where I was going with that so I'm just going to say shout out to Webb on the illest beat ever and I'm going to go clean up the dog shit while uh, uh, Damnation plays I don't know what else to do it's just happening
1: lucky for y'all it's a good track (laughs) I don't know how much I have to say because I'm captivated by the drama unfolding in front of me he's just cleaning up poop He's that other vocal distortion song. I don't really like any of this album now that he's in the other room. I'm kind of just, you know, humoring him. He's trying to get his Beastie Boys on in this one. Now this reminds me of old school Sam, though, because when I heard his his shit when he would start making rap music, this is kind of that vibe of just yelling on shit with vocal distortion. But that's what he used to do when he was a little punk rock kid. Jake Philly in the house. Thank you for the airspray, Sam. Didn't help enough. I would say this dude sounds kind of dope with the vocal distortion, too. I like J. Philly style. I never heard him quite like this. Oh. Hey, nothing... It smells like 10% better in here, dude. Good job. Yeah, just more like chemicals.
0: See, but uh, this song, I thought actually went really well after Wildfire because of that line that just came where I said... uh, Confederate flag shit? Well, yeah, just the whole
1: like... um, I like that... uh, Something about... um, piss off consumers. Well, it's it.
0: I, I talked about how like people called me an SJW. Remember who you're talking to? My initials are SJW. Um, and then like, yeah, uh, let's say yes, made trouble. You saw a wildfire. Had the common sense to stop it before I went viral because it like it blew up, but then it definitely like ended in a day. Mm-hmm. It went to like forty two thousand and then just stopped in its tracks. So yeah. Was like that was weird. Um, and uh, and so yeah, then I kind of um, go on a little. Uh, a mini tirade there to kind of balance the scales of of like yes, I want to um, align myself with certain ideals um, but also still fuck everybody <laughs> so I want to just throw a little bit of that in there and then this um, I'm really glad that this is the closer for the first disc, um, because the closer of my last solo album, Sammy Warm Hands album anyway, Bacon Eyes, was Redefine the Flow, featuring Casual. And the beginning of this song, I said, uh, uh, I, I want to see your hands up, and then I sampled Superstition from the first track of this album, saying, hands up. Um, and so there's a little symmetry with the end of the last record. There's a little symmetry with the beginning of the record. And I thought it was just an appropriate closer. And also, once you have casual, do this. What the fuck do you... Where, again, where do you go from that? You know? And so I felt like that, that, was, that was the end. This one... Um, when my grandma died, I ran the, uh, uh, not sermon, but the, the funeral service. And, um, I went and mined for a bunch of old, like, she loves Sinatra, but you think of, like, my way and, like, some of his, like, you know, 60s, 70s. She, like, like, more like 40s, 50s, you know, that's you know what she grew up on and so I I found a bunch of like early early shit that I used at her funeral service and then later I was like oh wow there's a couple really cool moments so these old ass horns they're like from 1937 or something
1: they got a cool quality
0: yeah I can't really talk about my songs being sampled when I post about them Mm -hmm. But I feel like I (laughs) I could probably get away with it on here because fucking nobody's going to listen to this. And there's no algorithm that's going to fucking grab me saying that. (laughs) Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, like, couldn't he have waited to shit until right
1: now? It would have been an opportune moment, but... I don't think your dog waits to shit for anything, dude. (laughs) That's true. So that's disc one. I feel really uh,
0: satisfied with that. I yeah, think, disc one. I think if that, I think if that was the end of the record, I'd be like, "Cool, I just dropped my best shit ever." Mm-hmm. Happy about that. Um, I could have taken like other desert cities off of this one. I could have put Break of Dawn or Cubicle on this one. Um, but I left a couple outliers on each one, you know,
1: uh, cause the vibes are going to change just a little bit, uh, when we drop into disc two. When this has been out long enough, I, I will eventually make myself <laughs> the disc one version of the vibes.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, I thought about, I thought about, um,
0: doing vinyl with this record, but I don't really have like a you know proper tour lined up or anything and you know I am kind of you know I got a little burned out man <laughs> I did too many fucking shows
2: well, and uh,
0: and now as you can see I'm building my batman collection so
1: um so I didn't are you going to take it on tour is that <laughs> yeah. what you're doing yeah. the next tour no I didn't um I
0: <laughs> like a museum exhibit nope this is just for me and so I didn't want to throw the money at the vinyl because I didn't know how many shows I was going to have to sell it. And it's fucking expensive, and I'm not going to use it, so what the fuck. But I can't afford to do double vinyl, you know? Yeah. Oh. That's just out of the question. So if I do it, it's going to be a new mix. Yeah. Um, so let me there's do different it. ways it could go. Yeah, I'll just let you do it. <laughs> this is with the Ogar um, mix, dude. You know, <laughs> it's all the jams. But it's going to have to be 12 <laughs> songs, because it's, you know... You're uh, goddamn right. I got it. I 20, 20 per side. But I, I was thinking... Um, like, there's a version I, I made up that was just the songs that I made the beats for. Like, just yes. a solo, 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 solo right. record, you know? All by your little self. And that was pretty cool, but it's still, like, you need the Durazzo ones. You need some, you know, like, you just need There's a reason a you hit up all those people and paid them money. Exactly. <laughs> all right, on that note, we're going to start this, two. Uh, this song is called Lipstick, and all you fucking degenerate men out there... Who I know and am friends with and listen to uh, this music, I'm really blown away that none of you have texted me that you recognize the sample at the beginning of this song. (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? That's the intro music from Pornhub. Uh Oh. I know you probably watched it on mute or some shit, but (laughs) it, yeah. I've heard it a few times, I'll say. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then the sample after that, the voices, was actually from the movie Don John with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Scarlett Johansson. It's about his porn addiction, so it was perfect. Gotcha. But this
1: song is just bars after bars. This was an earlier one you you recorded, right? Or Probably. wrote? Probably. I, I don't
0: fucking know. I don't yeah, fucking actually, know. Actually, yeah. You were doing a
1: couple of these shits... uh, at least one we were doing on tour like a, when, when I was out with you mm-hmm. well, maybe that was just lesions yeah that was just lesions
0: two middle fingers for an alcohol sponsor there's a story behind that line when we did the Fall Children tour last year it was me and Lisa Vasquez and Gradient and um I was getting their logos to put on the flyer and Lisa sent me an email with her logo and the Ninkasi logo. And I was like, hey, I'm sponsored by these guys. You know, put that on the flyer and that helps the out. Yeah, like they'll help us out with the, uh, uh, you know, some promotion costs or something. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. If you wanted to, you know, you could make an alternate version, you know, for yourself and so me and thomas shared our actual pat jensen flyer for the tour and she made a different one because i was like i'm not going to deprive you of the money you're entitled to but i don't like it's bad enough i gotta live in bars on the road like i'm not going that deep with it sorry um so, yeah, I cut it And that's why My family tree is literally <laughs> Fucking littered with alcoholics and addicts Yeah, that's
1: no oh, doggy Can't break the spirit Yeah, you know, I mean I roll with you on through all the damn time And yeah. watching you exist in the bar Is even still weird to me
0: Yeah, well, because you've known me all this time.
1: Yeah, Yeah. straight-edge kid till now straight-edge guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm still this... Sure,
0: we've all grown and changed, but I'm just saying, like, more than most people, I'm still
1: the same fucking person I was when I was 14. (laughs) Not going to disagree. Right? You're like the... I don't think I know anyone who's more of their 14-year-old self than Sam.
0: (laughs) And I'm going to interpret that as a compliment, but whatever... (laughs) Whatever you meant with it, I know what I mean with it, so... um, Now my dog is humping the air Well, now he's...
1: It's less air now and a little more foot. I don't know what to do. He just gets riled up when I come over.
0: He likes visitors, but... um, Okay, I'm going to scoop in here.
1: If he wasn't... Such a defecator, I might hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> you call it a FU record. <laughs> like when you have a FU record. You this know, is a fresh Prince in studio interview. You have a record that is so undeniable. It does
3: not matter what you've done before. Anybody who ever hated you ever, you say, Hey, F you, I dare you to try not to play this record. <laughs> right,
0: right, <right>. That's <laughs> great. That's <laughs> great. I love that. There's a couple podcast samples on this album. Defended, Meta that the This by a <laughs> that the from This record I like because really It
1: just starts with, with the statement. voice Like no <laughs> No intro Oh Yo now he sounded like he's gonna barf on me Danny G on the beat um,
0: <laughs> When I played the album for Carnage and Mammoth On the tour recently Um, Carnage was flipping out over this beat He played the song halfway through And then stopped it And was like, who did this? And I was like, Danny G, Double Dragon "I I didn't know he could make shit like this Oh my god And like, this song is something that came out of a conversation That me and Carnage had about like kind of a lot of artists have like they go out on the road and people are like holy shit i've so excited for you to come you know even if they're not big shows there's still people who treat you a certain way you know and then you get home and they're like oh yeah he, he's doing the thing you know it's, he always does the thing you know
1: yeah it, and so it, it, came loses, out of it loses his novelty i guess <laughs> yeah and so it came came out of that conversation and
0: So he gets, like, this far through or something. He's like, holy shit, oh my god. And he stops it. We start talking about it. And he starts it over, plays it through again. Then we get to the end. And he stops it again when the next song starts. And we talk for, like, 25 minutes of him just going on about, you know, the subject matter. And how much he, you know, felt a lot of the points in it. And then um, we had been talking with the music off for so long that he started it over again (laughs) so we could get the sequencing
1: so you could feel it yeah you gotta listen to it again (laughs) well danny g's got the fire fingers that's my baby boy right there yes yes he's i feel like him and uh
0: sarcasm are kind of the secret weapons of the record yeah dude they're maybe maybe the lesser known names but bringing that obscurity very very valuable um in their contributions
3: and searching for a place that will reward a disdain and major cities
1: want you to pay to play the show if you're opening your throat this is the one I said was your bitter song yeah, I played this
0: once live and it was the Epic Beard Men show. And I had the crowd, like, in the palm of my hand. And I did this one, uh, and I, I lost some of them?
1: Because it's a little angry? Yeah, it's a little fuck you audience-y. And it could, or, I mean, is? To not, me, it's not because I know what you're saying. It's not fuck you, the people that are here. Yeah, word, but, that's the part, but yeah. Exactly, and
0: so <laughs> and so, the, the risk is that it comes off like you're mad at them. And I talked to Terrell about this. As I just said, one of the things we came up with was, he goes, uh, you should play with different ways to deliver it um, on stage because I think you should keep playing it. I think you should um, not go so hard on it like you did on the record at the shows. And so what I tried was... I just did it a cappella because on this tour I didn't have an a cappella in my set. Mm-hmm. And so the last night of it, I did it like that and I brought the intensity way down. Hmm. And you know, you oh, play like up a... certain lines, you play down certain lines, you know, and um, it's much more conversational. And the reaction was great.
1: And it's more, it's a little more internal yes. that way, it
0: seems like, right? Yes, it's more personal yeah. because. When I did uh, the Bears Repeating Tour, I always had The End Is Inevitable, you know, that's a really dark, fuck this, what the fuck are we doing here song. But when I took the music out, it became instantly more relatable. You could get what I was saying more, you know, where I was coming from with it. Um, And I felt like this... Yeah, that song in that. In yeah, when way. you have
1: an already kind of kind of negative topic, and then you come hard over the top of that yeah. with the vocals, it can come off as yeah. just I, anger toward the listener. I don't want to wildfire the listeners. You know? Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah that's for somebody the else. The yeah, I fucking, don't want to wildfire
0: yeah. <laughs> the the on the fence <laughs> fans and push them. Over the other side of the fence You know um, But you That agree. line Could afford more stuff But still I'm stuck here at home It's cause last year Exactly a year ago I got home from tour And went I just did five or six tours In No six tours in 14 months Fuck That And uh I Well I say I did nothing But I did nothing in this room I didn't go in the studio I wrote another book I started buying Batman figures Like a motherfucker Uh you know I just stopped giving a fuck and it's funny because now I have this record I'm really proud of and clearly I did put a lot of work into it but I'm like the least invested in my career that I've been in my adult life I feel like if people want to come to me that's great Yeah, I've I've, I've given, I've given you a lot of me and right now I'm gonna save some for me and I'm gonna hang out at home I spent twelve. Your months grind here. is
1: fucking nuts though, dude. Like you're you hanging out at home is is doing like four times as much art that I'm gonna make. So And that
0: but it's true to an extent because it, it will seem like that. My year off, I'm still dropping a double album and all the singles that come with that. You know, and still did a mini tour with Carnage for six days. Right. So I mean, yes. But for real, there'll be weeks where I don't even open this door. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen yeah
1: I didn't yeah that does not happen and so um, I didn't even know that that's that is weird yeah I didn't know you were you were not in here all the times like this is I mean you know you know I I know it is just Sam's just in the studio yeah and that's just what is happening every day all day (laughs) yes but now you got the you got the duck car that the penguin rides in and Batman returns like (laughs) I don't, you got something to show for it now you know a <laughs> tour you know, your
0: brother started that Hot Wheels collection for me actually he interesting in Batman Returns uh, Shields Batmobile and I think the yeah the Tumblr from the Dark Knight <laughs> and he bought those for my birthday like 10 years ago or something and he goes you know it's weird not just going back to the toy section at the store again but well, buying them for my 23 year old friend and wondering (laughs) does he have these already? (laughs) (laughs) And he probably does. And I didn't. And and see now uh, (laughs) gradually uh, added a few more to the the collection there. I wanted to have just a big vehicle selection um, just like in one place.
1: I mean I've been coming into this room for a while and it's always had a bunch of like stuff in it. Random stuff. Movie posters and promo gear. It's almost all gone now. Yeah but well it's all- the same amount of stuff, but now it's Batman. There's way more shit, Well, there's actually. more shit, actually, yeah, yeah. Because the more I look around, I'm, it's like a... Uh, yeah, it's some kind of weird museum exhibit is what it's becoming. Yeah. There's still music, though. That's good. Don't get rid of the music. You need the drum <laughs> kit and all that. Like, I know you could do a life-size Batman where the drum kit is, but I recommend not. <laughs> yeah yeah i saw one guy who has his bat wing like hanging from the ceiling and i was like oh that looks cool oh you can do a gotham city skyline with the bat oh i never mind well
0: see what i want to do with that is i want to get the, jesus christ the, i want to get the skyline and i've seen guys put it in the because i have an instagram page that's just my batman stuff my so brother I, showed me that so i don't bother everyone else with yeah. it. yeah <laughs> so if anyone wants to follow at bat fan Addict, watch them um, open boxes you can do that. Yeah, I did, oh, the unboxing videos uh, didn't really do, it. like nobody watched them because Weird. my following doesn't watch that shit, so it didn't really cross over, but um, <laughs> what I was going to say is these guys have giant bookshelves with their figures on them, and then like pasted in the backs like wallpaper, they have skylines and like set pieces and shit like that,
1: I, and it was just pretty rad. I think I might do it. Something to aspire to, I mean you have artist friends, you have tall walls in here <laughs> um and
0: I have two or three different like bat signals too like yeah, I'm sure you like do like light up on like light up the wall yeah. but I keep the good one in the bedroom right um you know for obvious reasons well you know that little clip was from a podcast I don't remember the name of it but that's Kathy Avril uh Averill um Uh, the owner of crushco recordings which i'm on talking about the the transformative experience that that i had meeting idea and meeting brady and meeting kathy Um, this is one of my favorite tracks on the record i made the beat and it just it's one of those that just rhythmically talks to you it just comes right out yeah you're just playing the mouth drums exactly yeah and there's so many different patterns i do on this one because it's just like this is my tempo you know? yeah, yeah these are my kind of drums um and i i felt like it reminded me that's actually one of the one of the few beats i made were that's not my bass playing it's a sample from the donnas which is why it's called break of dawn mm. um but i uh, i realized it reminded me a little bit of the dust brothers beat from Devil's Haircut from Beck yeah and the chorus Devil's Haircut in my mind it just had that sort of vibe to it and I was like wait I know the drum break from that don't I and I texted Gabe I was like yo Dust Brothers Devil's Haircut that's pretty party and he's like yeah yeah totally so he sends me a track I'm like yes and so I added that drum break in there just as like a further nod to those dudes those um, yeah yeah Gab was the very, very last piece of Distorted Gab. To come through. Yeah, which um, uh, I was not hesitant to do because he's done that a number of times on his own yeah. records. So yeah. I was like, he's not going like to care.
1: Telephony shit? Yeah. Because yeah.
0: originally I recorded it clean as fuck, but, um, you know, Gab in the studio, uh, you know, does like... Um, you know multi-tracking and 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 stuff like that and i i like mine just to be like one take and so i felt like the best way to make it feel like we were doing the same thing yeah was yeah. to put the fuzz on there yeah. this song i had um this song's weird because it's like on one hand i feel like it's kind of an afterthought song but I really like it. Like, um, this is a, a sample that I was sitting on for a really long time, and Danny did a great job with it. Also has a very beasty, like, communication vibe. And again, the verses just kind of came right out. Like almost this whole record is stream of consciousness verses. There's no saving up lines and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was cool. I actually originally hit up Dem Atlas about doing the hook on it, and he said yes. And gave uh, me his email. And then you know, Dem Atlas, um, it didn't happen. And so I wrote that hook, and you uh, know it was okay, but it wasn't. It, it, it wasn't sitting right with me. And I remembered back to the Illusionist days when um, I had a chorus that wasn't quite right, and I had Ev come and um, track it instead. And um, both Gradient and Skeptic had given me shit. Um when I was like texting him about like the features that I was acquiring as we went on direct you know with this process. And both of them had been like, "Who oh, when are you gonna get me in the me and so I hit up Skeptic and I was like, Hey, um what if I sorta of solve your problem by featuring you redo my hook. So I'm gonna send you this I want you to track in unison to it and then I'm going to remove myself. Yeah. And I did, and I think it feels better than when it was just me. Yeah. Now, aside from Lesions, which was actually recorded for Rare Form and didn't make the cut because I already had a solo song and you had a solo song. Yeah. Aside from that, this is the first song um, I would say uh, first song completed because I had I had written um, the, the verse for other desert cities on the world is no idea tour but it didn't have music or a chorus or a second verse driving home from Seattle I was meeting up with Ben Arp in Portland and uh, as I was moving into Portland I had heard uh, the powdered water too so many times in the movie every day oh, right. on the tour that pattern the, was in my head the documentary and I thought of that oh if I change the like if someone grew up in a cubicle as played doh once suggested to two uh, if someone grew up in the studio as records that suggested and I was like oh, okay there's something here mm-hmm. so I start rapping it over and over again and I was like oh I got that beat that Durazo gave me on uh, like a month earlier on the Rare Form Tour and so I pulled that up on my Dropbox I plugged it in the aux cord Came up with the whole chorus thing. Uh, by the time I got to Portland to have a burrito, and uh, I was feeling pretty good about it. Finished the song when I got home, and I was like, "This might suck." I was really stoked on it, and now listening to it, it might be garbage, and I'm not sure if this is stupid. <laughs> and so I texted Print, and I said, "Hey, can I send you a song?" Uh, and you tell me if it's stupid, stupid or not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I said, well, you tell me if it's corny? Yeah. Because he was the only feature on the First Born album that I'm referencing uh, from ENA. And so I was like, here's a dude who'll tell me what's up. Is this a good homage that's clever? Or is this just another weak fucking, you know imitation and so I sent it to him and his response was this is dope, I could write to that uh, and I was like didn't even cross my mind, cool let's do that, then I don't have to worry about verse 2 you know, great, and he fucking nailed it, I love what he did with it That this is probably my favorite song, I mean I think this is our fourth or fifth collaboration in some versions and I think that's my favorite one And he used to work in a cubicle, right?
1: He did. Yeah, there you go. Yes,
0: and he said that line to tie it back not only to his life, but to the original song, which I thought was nice. This was a late song, and I really like it. Um, When I was waiting for Durazzo, I hit up Graves 33, because we had just come off of the Rare Form album. He had done a lot of tracks for us and he's like, I have to dig through stuff but I actually have one I was going to send you anyway um, and it was this one he's like, I just feel like this is your shit and it was um, yeah, this sounds like a UB yeah, and to me it feels like this could have been on rare or or makes a lot of sense coming right after it um, this feels like a, a continuation of that vibe. For sure. Um, and really, all I did to this one was I just added a, a solid kick and the snare down the middle. Because um, if you listen to it, his drums are really hard panned. Like, you'll get like ride cymbal and snare way on one side, kick and high out way on the other side. So it's kind of um it's kind of weird and i felt like it needed um uh, just a little a little something to steady it but i love these little dropouts i must have written that at the point that i already knew i was probably gonna go
1: for the double <laughs> when did you figure that out did you just accumulate so much or did you plan it um i
0: I can't tell you the exact point but i mean there there would have been a moment when i went okay now i have either two projects exactly or yeah yeah because there's there's too much good here to leave on the cutting room floor Mm -hmm. and i looked at guys like the logic If you look at his body of work, we talked about this on the podcast that um, he would drop an EP or two EPs um, six months or something before his album dropped as like a little, hey, what do you guys think of this style? This is where I'm headed. You know, this is what's going to be coming. Um, So I thought about something like that or, you know, a deluxe edition or... Venus, fly, trap, I Tennessee, don't know CNN, and somebody, dime bag, was... uh, as I went further and further and you know across the 20 song mark you hear me say like 20 some tracks in this song and you hear me say on the beginning of lipstick I said uh, you know double goddamn album no filler straight cuts you know like on the beginning yes. and um so I think I had the confidence in it Um, before I I sent it to you, you know, before I rapped on it, but I I still wanted to know that I was right. (laughs) I think I sent a version of that song, of Lipstick to um, DJ Detox, because we did a few shows together on Prince Tour, Blueprints Tour this summer, and um, he was like, dude, that song um, it's like the uh, uh Oh well, now I can't think of my own chorus. Um but he like quoted back the song. He's like, that song. He's like, Can you send that to me? I want to put it on a mixtape. I was like, huh. Yes. And so I, I pulled up the rough mix and I deleted that part on the beginning where it's a double album because I didn't know if I was gonna keep yeah. it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and I sent it to him without that. Um, this song's a demo. It's the only one that I just left the demo I cool. and I didn't change anything. Like that I said that my friend Michelle. Um, she's a friend of the uh, Crush Kill fan, you know. And um, I wrote this the day that Chris Cornell died, which is why the song is called Chris Cornell. I'm uh, probably going to get some disappointed Spotify plays on this one, yeah. which I didn't really think about until it was out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I talked kind of in the first verse about, like, you know, legacy and, um, You know, the way somebody like Robin Williams or, uh, you know, Kurt Cobain, you know, lives on in a big way after they're gone, Um, and how that's kind of one of the benefits of of being a creative person, Um, is that you're making these things that are going to outlast you, hopefully. Um, These clips are from John Frusciante of the Chili Peppers. Um, He's one of my favorite musicians and songwriters, and it's interesting hearing him talk about uh, sampling and uh, influence. And then, yeah, flipped it on this one and uh, kind of talk about the uh a more present tense (laughs) version of that Um, in trying to put out something that's of value and that like it's not always the peak work that's the the important thing but like figuring it out the whole process of it Um, by the way the screaming at a wall is a minor threat song discord is the record label they were on Whatever was in so even when I'm like straight-faced, you know, speaking from the heart, stream of consciousness, there's still random little <laughs> references, <laughs> like I'm still a rapper, guys, don't forget. This is a Graves 33 beat as well. And, believe it or not, up until Nasty, this was track two of the record. Oh, weird. Yeah. No. Uh, it it actually worked really well with the way it was, um, but uh, that was when it was a single album. Still, um, it was like it's like hands down into this song into Razor Tongue, um, and Razor Tongue kind of served as the like jumpstart, like oh shit, you know, moment. But Time. It's all like an incredible yeah, hit. I think it, it fits much better that on the back half. On Agreed. Out of should be something I thought of Evan with that last bit of the sample. Um, you know, there's certain artists, friends I have, who get very self-critical and discouraged, and they put up these mental blocks, and then... And they can't create, which then only makes them feel bad about not creating, and then, you know, it's hard. And I, I sent him that. I, I texted him the words of that s- sample when I found it. Mm-hmm. Drums in this song are some of my favorites.
3: Even though it's kind of a
0: down-tempo song, they're really, really hard. Uh, my friend Taylor Morden is directing a couple documentaries now and his first feature was uh, about a band called The Refreshments and I hadn't listened to them before but I liked the movie so I bought their CD and on it I found this drum break and came out and made this beat this song is about like um, you know think back at times in your life Maybe moments you regret, or actually Brady said, uh, I, "I played this for him. At sound set last year, this is 2017. I was like, hey, what do you think of this direction?'" And he's like, "I've heard you be vulnerable. I've never heard you be like remorseful. Mm-hmm. It's like that's a different, that's a different look on you. It's, it's I like it. I you was know? like, okay." But, you know, you look at certain parts in your life like, oh, man, I was kind of a piece of shit back then. I shouldn't have done that. And for me, like, 6th and 7th grade was always that time. But I started to see parallels in my 20s when I became like a hard-ass manager-type climbing the ladder. The retail? Yeah, and I was becoming successful. And they ended up eating me alive, but it was because I had...
3: I mean, that's the thing is like, with the
0: benefit of hindsight, I'm seeing that like 10 years later, I'm no longer 12, I'm 22, and I'm going through that, um... Same shit, where I'm insecure about where my life is headed. My band's broken up, I'm grasping at things. I'm really good at this fucking stuff, you know? And so, I was just an asshole, and climbed my way to the top, and I was pretty cutthroat about it. And I never really saw the parallel until now. And the end of the song, I like the way that it Wrapped up because everybody knows the Death of a Salesman story in that era. Mm. But this is kind of me talking about like how I participated in that. You know, it's not all yeah. like the boogeyman. That's you mean like Death of the a Salesman
1: era? You mean like quitting that job and yes. going out on tour and coming back and just making albums and, yes, and changing every, path?
0: And, and people still talk to me about Death of a Salesman, so I know that that, that album resonates. And, and we all have those experiences we can draw on, those bad bosses and those whatever, soul sucking jobs. But really, um, you know, my experience was different than Gabe's and different than Evan's in that, uh, you know, I really had gone all in and kind of, you know, compromised myself a bit. So when I left, it was like, uh, I was just telling my coworker this the other day. It's like, have you seen the movie American Beauty? It's like you know when Kevin Spacey blackmails his boss and he quits his job. Then he goes to the like McDonald's place and he's like, uh, "Sir, I don't know if uh, you're, you're overqualified for the position." And he's like, "I want the least amount of yeah, responsibility possible." of responsibility yeah. And that is totally where I was when I left that place. I was like, I'm never doing that crazy shit to myself
1: again. Well, I guess you learn a lot about yourself by going far down a path. Yeah, exactly.
0: This is another sample that I found in a restaurant. Yeah. Oh. Um, this one's new. This replaced Oracle. And actually, and, no, it replaced the same old song, which was a song I was doing with Chesky. And he was just unable to get around to it because his touring schedule and whatever Um, Which was a cool song and it played off the like death the salesman reference Um, But uh, had some like Denzel Washington samples in it from the movie fences, which is cool um, but this one I was, uh, was out at my favorite restaurant Don Juan and they always play this authentic Mexican
1: music you know and there's this song playing with the sample you sent me this like the night you made it oh really yeah you were like oh dude I was in the Mexican restaurant check out the sample I got <laughs> well it was like a month in the making cause I went
0: there and uh you know Emmanuel was working um, my brother's friend and I was like hey uh there's a song playing on the radio right now do you have like a thing that shows what's playing you know it's like oh yeah sure come over here but it had taken me a minute to get him to come to the table and uh and so he fires up the monitor and as it wakes up it switches to a different song and so i couldn't see it and then i was there a month later and the song came on again uh and so i like interrupted him at somebody else's table <laughs> he like just poured the drinks and he was about to walk away i mean thought, i
1: waited that much because i'm not you a, thought your chicken was raw or, or something asshole. you were so freaking out about no no no. no. <laughs> I, was like, I was like
0: yo that song's on again
1: hook me like, up jam, sir yeah and so uh yeah
0: he ran over there pulled up the screen and it was like a you know comcast music channel or something and, um, uh, you know, it's, it's this all brass band with a singer and a drummer. That's it. Yeah. It's like fucking 10-piece you know, tubas, trombones, French horns, trumpets, everything. You know, it's fucking everything all in line. And I, I made the beat and it sounded cool. But then I was like, Dog. it sounds a little bit like too happy. It has like a triumphant quality to it. Yeah, for but sure. But it also yeah. needed to be a little melancholy. So I like pitched it down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Made it a little sadder. And, um. take that sunshine out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gotta put some dark clouds over it.
1: Sam it up. It's like the. I'm like the Bob Ross of black clouds, you know. <laughs> just a little. Whatever, you got sunshine on this album. Do I? That's, That's good. Hearts of Kyber is sunshine I Yeah, mean, for yeah. sure.
0: It's funny, uh, my mom listened to the record, and um, she goes, uh, yeah, this is very, uh, She's like, I mean, it's good, no. but it's very, like, you know, you said you don't talk like that on records anymore. You know, we all had the uh, you know that you're person. not about, Absolutely. like, because I've said, you know, I'm not decapitating motherfuckers and, like, Raping your bitch And like just ridiculous shit so She that thought you'd
1: been reeling it you know, in
0: Which I had And But I also needed to like <laughs> Like I had been reeling in too much Um, And I was like well yeah I'm not saying like real destructive negative shit You know she's like You said the C word multiple times I'm like yes I did
1: Actually dude yeah yes, because I, I mean I Not to that point but you You showed me this record And there's some There's some lines on there Where I was like dude what the fuck is it, and you're like, yeah, I'm not... You told me, like, I'm not taking it out, or I don't care, like, if you think it sucks because I need to say these things. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I know that because I know what your natural... Like, if you made records for just you to If you didn't want anyone to hear them, I know what it would sound like, probably. <laughs> well,
0: no, I mean, I don't think about people
1: hearing them until later, but... Um, no, like when I, they, when I know, but trying, you're... But... but <laughs> I can just picture you wildfiring uh, all the time it's, just, uh, it's an album but it's a track but it's there's no choruses but there's a lot of screaming he one-taked it I don't know how he did that but like yeah I know what you mean Then, um,
0: I, but I told her I was confused by that response because um, I was so happy doing it that I'll like Oh, really? I was like, I felt like it was kind of like an uplifting record, you know? It's like, I mean, I guess I'm talking a lot of shit, but it's all like, uh, you know, it's fun. It's competitive rapping stuff, you know? It's it's not like, uh, uh, you know, it's not like, what was me? I want to kill myself. I mean, that was the last one. I mean, when she heard "Vacant uh, Eyes, she was like, yeah, that song makes me cry. I'm like,
1: oh, I did not mean it. Sorry.
0: Yeah. The fuck, you know?
1: That's some mom shit. That's she just.
0: <laughs> I mean, it made other people cry too. Fuck, but uh, I mean, all the
1: She don't want to hear Sam talking like that. It, yeah, that's that's
0: too dark, right? And yes. then with this one, I was I was like, yeah, now this is some fun shit, you know. Yes. And she's like, this is. Really, she didn't hear angry. Sam
1: talking like that either? <laughs> she's like, this is really angry. I'm like, is it? Shit. I feel you. My grandma loves to hear my tracks, but I cringe every time she tells me she heard one. <laughs> grandma, don't listen to the hard part. Please don't listen to the hard part. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Logic was another one we had talked a lot about doing a song but I never had the right track. Um, He did the song Current earlier on the record but um, he just did the beat for it. Um, This was a Danny G song and I felt like it was definitely gonna be the end. and uh, I felt like Logic was ideally placed as a person who's to a lot of us is an underground legend you know he's a veteran he's absolutely um, but he's also being as known and as respected and as fucking skilled as he is I mean one of the best writers mm. he's still not like a marquee name you know yeah words. it's it's kind of like um and i've used this analogy before uh maybe he's like shut up stop doing this but like i remember i'd be going out promoting shows i was doing with blueprint and i'd see a dude in like an atmosphere hoodie or a rhyme sayers t-shirt or something i'd be like, yo rhyme sayers Oh, Come yeah. to this show, dude, you yeah. know? And he's like, who's that? I'm like, what the fuck, you know? And I get it <laughs> that, like, ideas passed, and, you know, it's it's a different era now, and not everybody's going to know about the records that came out in 2003. I yeah. understand that. Um, but, like, there was a long time where you couldn't see Atmosphere without also seeing Blueprint, you yeah. know? And so it just it blew my mind, you know. Um, Analogic, I feel like, is, is in a similar boat that, like, uh, I'd say the majority of his listeners are also people who listen to um, that scene. You know, Def Jooks, Strange Famous, uh, Rhyme Sayers, yeah. Anticon. He's part of that class uh, yeah. and part of the top of that class. I figured he could draw on, on his experience and really feel like where I was coming from. You know, I really wanted to go all in on this record because, like I said, how I was feeling. Feeling really confident creatively. But, like, why am I torturing myself over this, you know, touring shit? Like, it helps me sell the records, but fuck, like... How many, you know, how many times can I play at Gabe's in Iowa City for three people? You know, like, why am I playing Boise for the tenth time? And no one's coming, you know, like, yeah, after a certain point, you got to wonder, you know, you and me had that conversation on the second rare form tour of like, dude, we just done five of these in a row. You're like, I'm out. And I'm like, yeah, obviously (laughs) nobody else is dumb as I am to keep (laughs) (laughs) either you become successful uh, or delusional, you know, and I felt like I was, I was just going, this is not good for my sanity. So what I'm gonna do with this record is this is the this is the who knows this is either the end of a chapter <laughs> or it's the beginning of the next one. I don't know, but well, maybe
1: with that change of attitude, you could you know I don't know, man. It's that even that's fresh for you because yes. you've been going at it like a, with a fucking hitting a hammer on the goddamn thing. Yes, and then just to step back for a second and be like, dude, who fucking cares? Yes, that might who be.
0: fucking cares? Yeah, dude. That's the thing. Because I'm looking at it going, look, it took me a while t- to get to my 20s realizing that my life was not what I had pictured it to be. Everyone's 20s is like that. Mine just happened to be public and documented and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, coming out of this project, it was like I, I felt supercharged. You know, I I felt like that Will Smith sample, you know, of like... Undeniable shit. This is my fuck you record, you know. if Anybody has shit to say about me, or, or if, if my career falls off and ends right now, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, or if anything like that happens, and I don't do this the way I've been doing it, mm-hmm. to have this be the exclamation point, on you know two Mm -hmm. dozen rap albums or something like that i'm i'm happy with that and so that's why i said you know you never say that you want me to stay so give me one last time i'll be on my way you know that's like
1: that's a hell of an ender too i thought so um so i don't know yeah even if it i mean whatever if it's not the last one then that even that different attitude to the next one yeah and I can
0: tell you it's not because me and Gabe have started working on a record. I know it's not going to be your Sammy last record. And Sammy and Webb. Um, You're not stopping. Project. But, yeah, I mean, but he's in a similar place in that um, a really accomplished musician, you know, mm-hmm. whose audience is next to nothing. You know, like when, when, when I um, was praising the shit out of the Dusted Temple record, uh, it was either him or Philly... Uh, I was I was like, Dope dude, I'm broker. your biggest fan. And and uh, I can't remember if it was him or Philly said, uh, dude, you're our only fan. Shit. <laughs> I'm like, come on, you guys got to get on stage, play some shows. Like, who fucking cares, man? We're just having fun.
1: And that's how they made that dope-ass product, too. It is. And that's <laughs>
0: how that's how I started. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, sure. Um, You know, and that's how The Ill started. hmm You know, and so that's where me and Gabe were at with this other project, too. You know, I... I I wrote a couple songs with him, and he just kept sending me beats every day um, and made stuff specifically for this record. And and it was like, wow, I think we got like a solid 12 songs here um, for me to play with. But you know what? I'm good. I just wrote a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. It was very urgent, and it was better because I waited to get it off my chest you know i didn't just write because i had homework to do yeah exactly so i was like you know what we got two bangers you got a bunch of great beats for me to work with um i know we usually work really quickly together but you know what i'm gonna take my time with it and i'm not even gonna make an effort to sit down and and make ideas come Mm-hmm. and when I'm walking around to the mailbox and that thing happens in my head, I'm going to run in here and I'm going to have 10 other beats to write to. Yep. And it's going to be great. I have no reason to rush it. I have no, you know what I've lost? I've lost ambition huh. because I'm more comfortable where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. I've carved out my little place in the scene. There's blemishes on every record. On everyone's record, I'll say, and I don't mean album, um, but uh, in a in a body of work, you know, it's not all the the best shit, but goddamn, it's a it's it's something to be proud of, you know. And and right now where my head's at is uh, is, is DFS. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. So
1: screaming, you know, while we work on. On finishing that. You know, this... Dude, that's dope. This, it's, the you rhyming
0: know, can come when it comes. Yeah,
1: dude, and it does. And that's how, I don't know, for me, that's how creativity works a lot is just coming in waves. And if you don't embrace the wave, then it'll go by. But if you're ready for it, yeah, then you just see how far it takes you, man. And and,
0: and, and I think that's a big part is being ready for it. And yeah, now I've got this seriously. stuff with, with Which Gabe, is part of
1: staying sharp and diligent and all that. But it's not giving yourself homework. It's, it's mm-hmm. just being open. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, I mean... Like I said this whole record I'm not you know laboriously fucking uh collecting every thought that I have
1: you know As you do a lot like this, I used to this, You're a guy who carries around a notebook in your pocket Yeah sometimes I was 14. scribbling one liners all day and <laughs>
0: Yeah and you know what this is the longest I've had any pad in my pocket uh, because I don't fucking use it Yeah um you know once in a blue moon there's something that's uh you know, too good to pass up. But overall, I'd be more inclined to, like, text you a funny thing I thought of or Evan or something than I am to write it down and use it later. Like that needs to be a song. Yeah. yeah. It's more just like,
1: hey, that's funny. That's wordplay. Yeah. Yeah, every every, you every know? idea doesn't have to be a song.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and there's something freeing about that of going, this is just where I'm at. That day, that week, that month, and this record is where I'm at that year. Totally. You know, it didn't need, I'm, I'm not saying it's without uh, things where I brought in punchlines after the facts. I'm all about my revision and making it airtight. But the actual creation? Nah, oh, man. Like, let it happen. Or don't. You know, there's there's beats for the record that I w- made that I wanted to use. I'd, I couldn't f- write to them in a way that I thought was worthy of the other songs.
1: So they're not there. That's good. It's you're fine. You're editing a lot more nowadays.
0: Which you wouldn't think, from the outside, a project of yeah, this size. absolutely, yeah. But I am, because I made, let's say, 50% of this record. Okay, let's say ten percent of this record was two years ago. Forty percent of it was last spring, uh, spring of seventeen. Um, it's where a good chunk of the songs came from, and then another forty percent was from January this year. Um, you know, so it's mostly two big sessions with a couple of older ones, you know, mixed in. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but it's that's not like I'm out hour. here
0: writing every day, every week. Yeah, word. All the time, I'm mixing. I'm writing guitar riffs. I'm writing rhymes I'm doing a variety of things in this room uh videos whatever it's not always nose to the grindstone I need to fucking prove something as a lyricist blah 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 it's like no man like you go out you play these shows you rock next to you know your heroes and you're like fuck I just held it down you know and they come up and give you a hug after the show and oh man that shit you said about this and then you start quoting stuff yeah. to each other and and it's like what am what am i proving yeah. i'm good you know and so like to seriously uh the the like the lack of concern i always had because i wanted to do my own shit this is what i want to hear whatever but still it is competitive and you want you know you want to prove your worth and uh I just feel like that insecurity is gone. You know, like, what purpose was it serving? Maybe to make me step my game up for a while, but... I mean, yeah, you... It, but, I mean... It'll
1: drive you... That shit'll drive you far, I guess, but <laughs> not, necessarily, not necessarily always in the right direction.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, what is? Are you driving for success, or is it fear of failure?
1: As a you listener, know, though, I want to hear albums that, like, capture a moment, and, you know, if I... I don't know. You know... I think of like bizarre ride to the far side or some shit like that, where you just like yeah. hear an album and you think about the, you think about the the time they're having and the the studio and shit. And like I think spreading the shit out, riding the wave, and like this album for you kind of feels like that because it's all over the place as far as topics and and vibes and stuff. It's super, it flows, but I'm like I can like see where you're at right now, yeah. By like listening, which is what your shit is like, but with, yes, with but with a breath in between and. I think it's more effective to me.
0: Yeah. Well, on that note, I want to say that I just put this on uh, all the streaming platforms along with the new cleaned-up version of Famous Last Words. I went through and I touched up the mixes and I remastered it as well. Um, That's on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon and all that shit now. Um, the album's been out of print for a while, so I wanted to make it digitally, uh, uh, more available. And I already did the same treatment on vacant eyes and about almost half of bears repeating. So those two are going to be coming up shortly after this. Um, but, uh, I, I've resisted the streaming stuff cause I don't use it. Um, I find the idea offensive that, uh, no one should have to pay for music anymore and that the company shouldn't have to pay the artists and therefore the CD stores are closing up and the CD sections in bigger stores are disappearing. You know, it's it's not my favorite thing in the world, but I do acknowledge that a lot of people use it, so I'm trying to make uh, that concession, um, uh, I mean, really for my own benefit, um, but there's going to be, uh, a lot more of my music available online now. And, uh, shit.
1: If anybody Stream listened, that shit, then you like it, and then you get to go see it at a show live. You get the ticket, you go to the show, or you could even buy the record, even though you already heard it a little bit. Yeah. It's like a little preview.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I get it, uh, It's convenient. A lot of people uh, take the train or the bus, you know, got to have their headphones. You know, I'm used to playing everything uh, on the CD deck in the car. Uh, But that's not everybody's experience. So, anyway, I appreciate the tremendous amount of feedback I've had for this record already. I mean, the amount that I sold in the first week was really shocking. I didn't do a release show I didn't have a pre-order built up. I just dropped it. And, I mean, I think that I made $400 in payments to the label that were purely from merch sales. Hmm. And granted, you know, after the first week, it fucking dropped off like crazy. But, like, that's with anybody's project it's going to happen, you know. Only Star Wars stays in the theater for three months, you know. <laughs> Everything else <laughs> just drops off after a couple weeks. But, um... But, man, the new single, Lesions, is out. It's got footage from back when I was a little kid all the way till now. I've got the Hearts of Kyber video up the sleeve, and I got an animated lyric video that I haven't talked about yet. So that is coming. I'm going to take my fucking time with this rapping shit because fuck it been a few months that we've been talking about doing this but i appreciate your yeah you got me in here finally time after the record's out (laughs) commentary i wasn't gonna just up and decide to drop it 48 hours later but you know i did you know (laughs) why because like i've been saying fuck it fuck it all right that is our show if you made it to the fucking end i know it's a long album it's an even longer conversation about the album but uh it's been out for a month now. Hopefully you guys have had a little time to digest it. I made sure to put it up for free on Spotify and all that shit that you guys like nowadays. But uh, if you want to support, you can buy that 15 bucks for the double CD. No shipping. Take92.com. You can get it on iTunes and uh, wherever else the digital stuff is available. And again, I really appreciate you guys' support. All that money is going right back to the label that helped me get these beats and uh, get this project made. So, thanks again to everybody for supporting it. I really feel like this is my my strongest work in a in a very long career that I'm grateful for. I say this here at 2:30 uh, in the morning on the eve of Thanksgiving. Um, Yeah, I appreciate you guys having my back all this time, and though I may not push this the same way that I have at the grueling pace that I've kept up these last few years, I really am proud of this. I think that it's an accomplishment, and it's either the end of an era or the beginning of the next one. I'm not sure which, but uh, time will tell, and I think this record will stand the test of time and, and hold up as, A real uh, milestone in the body of work so again check it out now that you've heard the stories at take 92.com and I'm gonna leave you with a track this was not the single that just came out which was legions this is a song that I feel is the most indicative of the vibe on this record the lead single and that's I don't care
3: Sleep in the booth, Top of the food chain Mature the stock in the soup Brought for the spoon of the propaganda commodity groups Nobody fucking understands who they are But the broad strokes Follow the carrot grin And bear it like the Boston's front man Fuck man, no point to go through the motions Avoid a focus or devotion and notice My motive is a movie, and then there from the beginning I just wanna make music and use it to make a living Pinning the blame is fitting with you If you don't know what to do if you can find a single thing in this life you'd like to pursue It's absurdity to somebody who's summoning uncertainty Lifetime I'm learning so I'm earning it deservedly Nothing's just right, take it for what you eat No happy ending for the story, call it horse and peace. Come on! I don't care is a permanent middle finger retching down on the pavement of my foundation a little bigger when it. it'd be catastrophic can't stop it so fucking mad and manic that I'm practically catatonic aftermath and divorce always going back and forth witnessing a tragic course of an addict of its course attacking the batter to last resort without remorse a pacifist can only bash up fists on walls and doors ignoring the way that I look is probably to your benefit it's obviously vomit there's no reason to mention it I look like a piece of shit cause I feel like a piece of shit easy to get it shut your penis, eat or eat a dick was blunt, like a dagger it cuts You're nothing but a fucking can. was cunt No coming back down from that, now the angle is up I'm pulling over till I cut the corner hang all this up uh. we'll shut the fuck up or give a damn You're tripping or sleeping like eating chicken with trip the fan I get the band, pick the hands up Crap is just a pencil, gifted with full-lead the Sensors have to lift the band Backstage on and facial tics and aggravation Lack of patience, fixation with hatred Aiming the shit on your timid image This isn't a scrimmage, you're spitting, a skittish Flemish in tradition, you're finished on your playlist, facing off or collaborating. I'm as bad as your favorites, giving lessons and sessions like second graders with braces. Correct your pages with efforts and left a stain on your faces. A will will save you, my faith it never was wavered Put a pen to the paper in any effort is it. Taking the reins with the underdog No imminent death. you're indivisible under God No paper will save you As much as I want to rip it and go for the throat Exposing the gimmick, continue rocking the boat I could argue the music, disputing note for the note Fuck it, I'll stoop to the murder though It's all that she wrote Feeding the monkey on my back Keep it funky when I rap Eat as free to chill rapping because I'm hungrier than that Been devouring a track for an hour and a half At the height of my prowess there ain't no power and a nap, you're about as worthless as the turd of a person We can't observe it, I'm certain Pull the curtain, the burden hurt But I heard your verses are worsening I'm no stranger to adversity But you're cursed, I'm driving your hearse Never resigned to be terse And let what I said linger Were you in the cypher at first You're a dead winger, what my worst on the verse I'm a punk singer, every time that I rhyme I'm putting up one finger like I don't care what you think of me Nah Like, they're so bad Shine your fucking shoes Get your shirts right Iron and press Trying to impress Man, you won't give a fuck Look at me What the fuck does that make me, huh?
0: If you're wondering, yes I am hoping to drop some more episodes here shortly It's been a little while I think it's time for another run I'd like to see Marv Ellis on the show. I'd like to see Sapient on the show. These are a couple people I've reached out to. I want to see Webb the Free Range Human, as I mentioned. That's just going to take me uh, driving up to Corvallis, where he lives. I will also be back with a Top 10 Albums of the Year, as always. So stay tuned, subscribe, and uh, well, fuck yourself, really.